HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the Dairy Farm Families of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Did you know that today Wisconsin produces more than 600 varieties, types, and styles of American, international style, and original cheese that win more awards than any other state or country? To learn more, visit eatwisconsincheese.com. Hey, 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 I'm Jimmy Carboni from Beer Sessions Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, this is Diane Stemple on Cutting the Curd on Heritage Radio Network. Today we have an unusual show, not my typical book review, but a celebration and discussion of the Best in Show winners from this summer's American Cheese Society's yearly judging competition of about 1,800 cheeses. This year's conference was in Des Moines the end of July. Also in studio, I'm pleased to have Elizabeth Chubbick. Hello. From Murray's and PJ from Murray's. Hi. Do you have a last name? Uh, Jen Kalunas. Ah, okie dokie. Related to? Uh, not many people. <laughs> His father. Not yeah. a cheese person. Not a cheese person. I don't think so. Okay, no. okay. Um, anyway, so uh, Murray's won, uh, tied for best in show third. Woohoo! With Greensward cheese, which is right in front of me. I'm kind of drooling as I look at the uh, label. Anyway, I want to first briefly explain the cheese competition and how it works for our less intimately involved listeners. There were about 1,800 cheeses. I believe it was more than ever. They're all sent to Des Moines to compete in about 108 categories. Some obvious categories, but many more than you could possibly imagine. For example, there are seven blue cheese categories. There's cow, goat, and sheep. There's mixed or other milk. There's other less popular categories like low-fat, low-salt, low, low low-salt. And there's 17 flavored cheese categories which no one really likes to, to have to eat. But anyway, uh, you can imagine how tough it is to receive and then mark by number because you have to take off the cheese label and the company and then get organized 1,800 cheeses for the judging. 
and then you have an aesthetic and a technical judge. Every cheese is judged on a 50-point each scale, so it turns out to be 100 is the top. And then all the first-place winners in categories, which could be up to 108 cheeses, are in a round where all the judges, which I think this year was 42, all the judges vote and mark their favorites for best in show. So it's very serious and very hard to win and an extremely respected achievement to get up to best in show. It's pretty great to get best in the category, too, but really, best in show is amazing. So today's show, we're going to do in two parts. First, we're going to talk to the people from Murray's to see what it's like to win and make the winning cheese. And then I taped some interviews in Des Moines with the winners the day after they won. So I'll talk about that right before the break. Okay, so, Elizabeth, you were there. I was there. What was it like? You know, we were, I was sitting in the audience and cheering for all of the beloved cheeses that had won awards in the preceding categories. And by the time, you know, Greens Ward also won a first place in its category, but that award came so late in the ceremony that I was completely, I'd thought, oh, I guess we didn't win anything. So caught off guard and excited and then figured that's it. I, what a celebration. This is amazing. Did so, you know you had a chance for Best in Show? Did you know how the particulars of how it worked? You know, I, I have to say there, it hadn't even occurred to me. It had <laughs> not even occurred to me. And so when, when they were calling out the Best in Show and Green's Word was the cheese, I mean, I think I must have jumped out of my seat, <laughs> thrown my hands in the air, and screamed. And then ran up to get the and, award. And then ran up to get the award. <laughs> Luckily, Matteo Keeler from Jasper Hill was sitting within the first couple of rows. Without Jasper Hill and Matteo's um, partnership on this cheese, we, it wouldn't even be in existence. And um, But you needed him that day oh, need, I need to go up on the stage. <laughs> yeah, we, we ran up there together. And um, the rest of it was kind of a blur. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how long, PJ, how long has this cheese been existing? Um, In its current format, um, I mean, it's changed. It's evolved over the the years. Yes. Um, It's been around for four years. Now, do you mean Harbison or the special Murray's version? Uh, The Greens word. Okay, okay. And what is it washed with? How how soon do you get it from the sellers, and what do you do that makes it unique? Uh, so we get it pretty much uh, fresh um, out of the molds mm-hmm. um, from Jasper Hill. So very soon. Yeah, they uh, they basically um, cryovac it when mm-hmm. it's fresh. Mm. Um, they send it over to us, and we take it from there. So. Okay. And PJ, am, am I correct to remember that the batches of Harbison that they are sending for Greensward are not inoculated with Penicillium candidum? Uh, I believe that's correct. Yeah. So, so the, it's the same recipe as Harbison, but it doesn't have any of that bloomy mold added to the milk at production time. Okay, so you are sort of it's a, a blank slate, in it's other words. It's a blank slate. Okay. You know the the creation story of this cheese is pretty exciting. I want to hear it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> about about four and a half, maybe five years ago, um, Daniel Hum of Eleven Madison Park mm-hmm. uh, came to us and was interested in having us create a custom cheese to go on their New York 
inspired or their New York themed restaurant menu. Mm-hmm. And um, it was Aaron Foster who was working with us at Murray's at the time. And uh, Vince was over at Jasper Hill and Zoe and Mateo. And we all kind of put our heads together and thought what, what cheese might work as the base component of a washed rind cheese that would be washed in a beer that was being custom brewed for them. Mm. And we spent about 10 months doing R&D to come up with Greensward. That um, means drinking beer and eating cheese. Pretty much. And sitting, <laughs> sitting around a table. Fancy with, R&D. Yeah, sitting around a table with some of your, your, your dear friends and just, uh, yeah. Right, right, living, right. Living well. <laughs> what, what beers, what kind of beers were tested? What didn't work at first? So Ithaca, well, they... Ithaca Brewery mm-hmm. was... Flower Power? Uh, that was not the, brew, the beer that they used. Okay, but that's the one that makes Flower I Power. I believe so. Okay. They, uh, they were creating a custom, I believe it was an IPA, a custom IPA for 11 Madison Park's menu. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, the beer had not been brewed. We, were ta- we would sit around and we were tasting beers that were sort of what they were aiming for but didn't actually have a finished product and we were tasting cheeses that were sort of what we were aiming for but didn't have a, a finished product and saying I wonder how they'd get down together in the dark caves <laughs> was this a monthly meeting <laughs> monthly was it weekly. at night was it at night <laughs> no it happened during business hours oh, okay <laughs> Um, so it was interesting. So we, you know, we spend about ten months doing R and D, and then and then launch the cheese on the menu at Eleven Medicine Park. And it was actually Labor Day weekend of 2012, so four years ago, almost exactly. Mm, okay. And it was the only cheese that ran on their menu for a year and a half. And and how much was made for oh, that? Goodness, I mean, we were making, I think, probably oh my, maybe. 300 pieces a week. Oh, wow. Maybe, maybe not quite that much, but it was a significant a volume Excellent. of cheese. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, and was that the, has it stayed the same or do you think it's changed, PJ? Um, well, I guess the first thing that changed is we've uh, started using a cider. Oh, okay. Um, so we use a cider from Vermont for the mm-hmm. current wash. Mm. Um, and then besides that, I think... Um, our kind of philosophy of what we want the rind to be like has changed. Okay. What um, what did you change to? So I think when I got to Murray's, maybe about almost two years ago, it was much more of a, like a sticky, pretty intense washed rind. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kind of... Like Harbison can be. Uh, like a... Yellowish? Like, uh, more washed. So okay. like more orange. Okay. Uh, more sticky. Mm-hmm. More Almost funky. like an epoise, like yeah. the same okay. kind of texture and moisture content as an epoise. Okay. Super funky. Okay. Yeah. So we've kind of pulled back. We um, little, a little more of the mold shine through, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's become more approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, the flavors are. Does I it think, last longer at the restaurant? I think so, a little uh-huh. bit. Do they still do they still use it the, re- the same restaurant? Um, Eleven Madison Park has has changed their concept. They they ran they had a very strong run with the cheese for a year and a half, and then evolved onto other things. But it is now on restaurant menus across New York City. You mm-hmm. can find it right now at Cheese Bar. Mm-hmm. They're doing a summer fondue, a whole piece of harvesting, <laughs> gently heated with things to dip into it. Mm-hmm. And Greensward, Greensward, the name. I rem- I can't remember what it means. Greensward was the code word that was used to describe the plan for Central Park before Central Park came into existence. Oh. So we Aaron I believe it was Aaron Foster and Vince sort of together, mm-hmm. you know, over Gchat and emails and snarky text messages probably uh, came up with that name. 
um, because it was going into a picnic basket course in an 11 Madison Parks menu, and so it was sort of like a picnic in Central Park. Um, but also the cheese arrived at Murray's in New York City green, and it was our ward. Our, oh. I distinctly remember Aaron Foster telling me, telling me Good that. Good old Aaron. Thank God, you. God bless him. <laughs> so um, how many cheeses do you age, do you do collaborations on? PJ and I were just talking about this. I think we have about 10 currently. With different, with different cheesemakers. Um, yeah, I mean, we're always working on something. Um, we have about maybe 30 cheeses in our caves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, probably around 10 of them are like um, serious collaborations where mm-hmm. we do our own you're uh, doing twist. You're doing a twist yeah. and watching it carefully. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and doing a twist in the caves at Murray's these days means starting with green cheese. Okay. Um, we're not taking things that are already aged and doing something slightly different. We're really taking cheeses that... that would go one direction in someone else's caves, and we're uh-huh. steering them in a very different direction. That's a good idea. Why do you? Why did you change to that? We used to have a broad variety of cheeses in the caves, and there was a lot of labor that went into it. And we didn't. We noticed that we didn't always make a distinct impact, and so we really wanted to uh, start fr- fresh. We, we wanted to distinguish mm-hmm. the things that we were doing in our caves. We wanted to be able to make our our mark on them. Mm-hmm. And so the ten cheeses that we have in in what we call the Cave Master Collection, so Greensward being sort of the crown jewel of the Cave Master Collection. Mm-hmm. But those ten cheeses are collaborations where we're working directly with uh, producers from uh, Old Chatham, Sheep Herding Company, Point Race, Creamery. Oh, even in California. Even in California, we PJ and uh, Steve Millard, who's our vice president of merchandising, have actually been making cheese, doing some gypsy cheese making. We have, uh, we have, yeah, we have a. <laughs> Where is the gypsy uh, cheese making going on? Any creamery that'll give us space. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> PJ can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a lot of fun for us in the caves. Um, my background is in cheese making a little bit, so. I always like to get out there and put my hands in the curds. In the curd, okay, great. Um, But uh, yeah, a big project we're working on now is we're developing a cheddar. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've been doing that with Old Chatham Sheep Herding Company. Mm -hmm. Big? Uh, Yeah, it's a big uh, truckle. Um, Cloth bound. Cloth bound, Uh uh-oh. They are binding and larding in the caves. Wow. Right over there in Queens. That's exciting. Now, I was going to ask, the caves used to be below ground in the village, are they still there, or have the caves moved themselves to Long Island City? Well, the space that we used to, where we used to age cheese underneath the shop in Bleecker exists today, yes. and it is used for storage for our kitchen. Oh, okay, <laughs> so there's, there's no beer. cheese in there? No, there's no cheese in there. All the cheese is now in Long Island City about, I guess, about three and a half years ago. We built brand new caves in those spaces. We now have four uh, different aging chambers and a drying room, mm. and and was that a, a more fancy set of caves or a more perfect set of caves? More effective. Okay. Um, yes. Yes. That was the word. I was yeah. For. More sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Certainly, we we learned a lot um, about what it means to age cheese uh, effectively, mm-hmm. and um, the caves that we have in, in Long Island City are pretty killer. Killer's not the right word. They're pretty cool, is what I want to say. <laughs> right, they don't. Ki- they cool cheese. Right. They don't kill it. They're rock and roll. They're rocking and rolling. They're they're. It's a great operation. That's cool. That, we, so, do you work there? Oh yeah, PJ. So, you're you're only in Long Island City. Yeah. Okay. Are you the cave master? 
Yeah, cave master, manager, yeah. <laughs> PJ's being modest. He runs the show over there. <laughs> He's got some great help as well, too. Yeah, that's that's true. Okay. Now, I want to, uh, we're almost out of time. I have to tell people who I'll be interviewing from Des Moines next after the break. I interview Sean Doherty, who got second place for Buff Blue from Bleeding Heart. I then interview Jeff Jurek for Jeff Select Gouda from the Caves of Faribault in Minnesota. And then I do Chris Roelli, or Raleigh, uh, whose new Little Mountain won this year for Best in Show from Rally Cheese Company. And um, that's quite amazing, too. And I missed out on the people who did St. Malachy's Reserve uh, from Farm at Doe Run because I never ran into them. So that you'll be hearing those interviews straight from Des Moines, straight from the day after they won. They're pretty excited, perhaps hungover, I don't know. And this is Diane Stemple on Cutting the Curd. Thank you, PJ. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks, Thanks Diane. Music for this commercial break is brought to you by Teeth People, and this one's called Poetry is Dead. That's why I like her, I like her a lot. And she don't know that she's her own female. She's her own female, and she don't know that's why I like her. Today's program is brought to you by the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Wisconsin produces the world's best cheese, period. Why? Lush grasslands, glacial water supply, fourth-generation cheesemakers, combining old-world tradition with the new ideas and highest standards. The very best milk. What do you think of when you think of Wisconsin cheese? For me, I think cheese curds, delicious fresh cheese curds, or deep-fried cheese curds. Cheese curds literally any way, any time, any place. I think about Andy Hatch and Upland's Cheese Company, the operation behind the Pleasant Ridge Reserve cheese that's literally America's most awarded cheese. I think of the deliciously stinky Limburger and its long-storied history. I think about Raleigh's Dumbarton Blue, a perfect blend of English-style cheddar and notes of blue. I think of Emmy Roth's Grand Cru Chirchois, which was named 2016's World Champion at the World Championship Cheese Contest. Wisconsin is like the world champion of cheese, and once you start reading the list of cheeses made in Wisconsin on their website, you can see why. The Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board is a nonprofit organization funded entirely by Wisconsin's dairy farm families. Read more at eatwisconsincheese.com. And as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, eat Wisconsin cheese. It's a no-brainer. Stump on Cutting the Curd in Des Moines at the American Cheese Society meeting. I'm sitting here with Shauna Darty, one of the winners of Best in Show last night at the uh, from the competition, and she's from Bleeding Heart Cheese in California, and her Buff Blue won 
second best place in the entire show. We call it Best in Show. She came in second. Yes. Congratulations, Shauna. Thank you very much. It's you a must, big deal. You must be delighted. I am ecstatic. Uh-huh. I was shaking. I was crying. And I'm, I'm still a little bit in shock. <laughs> So as you sit down at the award ceremony, before you have any information, what are you thinking? Do you think certain cheeses might have a chance? Are you rooting for them? How many cheeses had you put in competition? So we submitted six cheeses this year, Mm -hmm. and we won awards for four of them. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, As far as do you know when one's going to win, you never know because every year the cheeses are different. Uh, The people who, the other cheese makers' entries are different. The judges are different. Uh, You always worry about, you know, whether your cheese made it there safely when you have to ship it overnight in the middle of summer. Right. Will it Uh, be in good shape? Yeah. Will it be in good shape? You know, there's all those concerns. Uh Uh, um, I can honestly say that when I tasted that, batch of buff blue you thought i i the, my first thought I, I literally sat on the creamery i i cut open a wheel i took a bite and i just kind of leaned back in my chair and just said out loud oh wow oh good so you had a feeling I, it was really good i knew that was the best batch of buff blue i'd ever made oh excellent and i'm I getting thought, goosebumps i and i just and I kept eating more and more. <laughs> and I had to stop myself because I had so many other cheeses I needed to taste to make my competition right, selections. Right. But I did know that that was a really good batch. Oh, cool. uh, and it was there was another batch made the week prior that was very very good as well. Uh, so I had to choose between the two. Uh-huh. And um, I think and I did pick. I think I picked the right one, obviously. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, you always hope that your cheeses are going to win something, mm-hmm. but. To win a best of show placing at a competition like the American Cheese Society. 1,800 cheeses, by the way. Yes, over 1,800 <laughs> entries seems like, of course, everybody dreams of this. Right. I, you know, right. I've been making cheese for seven years, mm-hmm. and uh, this is my sixth time coming to ACS. This is only our third time entering the competition, though. Oh, okay. You came without entering first. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. To learn so, or to... Yeah, just to network and to learn. Mm-hmm. And um, I always thought the competition was so exciting. And, you know, I always thought one day that would be so amazing to ever get just any best of show placing at all. Right, you know, not right, necessarily right, to win right, first, you know, right, which that would be awesome, too. Right. But to get a best of show placing is something that, you know, my husband is my business partner. His name is Dave Dalton. And, and I've always told him for years, you know, I, I won't really feel confident in saying that I think I'm a, a good cheesemaker, that I've arrived as a cheesemaker until I get a best of show place wow. at ACS. Now, I have a question. Did you have other cheeses? Do you know that when you get first in a category, then you're in the running for best in show? Yes. So okay. I think every cheesemaker that enters this competition is fully aware of how right, it works. Right. And then, and then you're like, so your anxiety goes up yes. when you yeah. get the first, you realize, oh my God, I might, might, might win yeah, best so in when, show. So when a cheese does win first place in its category, then you, you realize it does have a shot. Right. But there's so right. many other amazing cheeses right. that you're competing right. and against. And you hear them as you're and, sitting there. Yeah. So you're sitting there and you're going, okay, well, that one won first though there's no chance mine's gonna get best of show and and I really didn't 
I, I just didn't think that it would happen. Right, uh, right. It's it, a lot of competition. It's a lot of competition. I knew that that wheel was good, but all the other cheeses are so... I mean, the bar goes up every right, year. Right, and, right. Uh, yay to American cheese. Yes, yay to American <laughs> cheese. And for that cheese in particular, because it's water buffalo milk, uh, it... I didn't even know how it would fare in judging because I don't know if anybody really knows how to evaluate water buffalo blue cheese. Because I did not know it was water buffalo. Water buffalo That's milk. why it's called buffalo. I, I believe we might be the first cheese company to ever win a best of show for a water buffalo cheese. Uh, but you'd have to double check with the ACS now, staff on that. Not all your cheeses are water buffalo. No, we make sheep milk cheese, cow milk cheese. We do some mixed milk that does include goat as well. And uh-huh. then the water buffalo cheese. Yeah. Wow. It's called buff blue because that was my R. D name when I was doing some test batches. Incredible. And so I just kept that name. I thought buff was like, you know, it's it was buff. buff. Buffalo. <laughs> it's water buffalo milk. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So, so you you might be right. It could be the first. I'll have to do some investigating. Yeah, I'm very... I actually wasn't able to enter that cheese when I first made it, the first year I made it, because they didn't have a category. So I had to write to ACS and ask them. Uh, so there's a, there's a category for blue cheeses that's sheep milk or mixed milk. And so I asked them if they could just add on other. Oh, okay. And they did. So that I could enter it. And they did. They changed it. And so last year I was able to enter it and it came in third. Mm -hmm. And this year it came in first and went on to be the second best in the competition. Wow. So um, if you were giving an Oscar thank you speech, who would you thank? Uh, Who are the top people? Well, of course, my husband. Mm-hmm. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> um, <laughs> they can't see it on the radio. They can't see it. Okay, so I'll try not to crack my voice. Um, my husband, Dave Dalton, is an amazing um, partner mm-hmm. and um, been so supportive. And, uh, you know, we're a small company, so I also have to really thank uh, Kevin and Aaron, who are mm-hmm. the only two other employees besides myself. Excellent. Uh, that's small. Know, yeah, okay. that's small. Whoa. You know, Aaron picks up the milk. Ke- you know, I make the cheese. Kev- Kevin helps helps me make the cheese. Aaron and Kevin together do the affinage. They pierce the cheese. They salt, hand salt the cheese uh-huh. over a period of days. Uh, I work with them to make sure the wheels are getting brushed and turned often enough. And right. you know, it, we, we work, it's like a family. Right. We're, we're like a little so family. So this is like sort of ACS means to promote small artisan cheesemakers. I mean, this is so cool. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I we're, I don't know how big the other companies are, that, uh-huh. that one, but I'm pretty sure we're probably the right. smallest. Right. <laughs> okay, now, um, you've been through some very tough times, so yes. it seems that you have a very good... Uh, people really reacted to your winning. They're They're delighted for you. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about the tough times? Yes. I, I, I've been very open about um, uh, talking about our struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, in, in December of 2014, we had a recall mm-hmm. and had to destroy our entire cheese inventory. Mm-hmm. And it was financially devastating. We almost went out of business. Mm-hmm. And uh, my husband and I had to pull a ton of money out of our retirement accounts to keep the business I'm afloat. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was a difficult decision because it was a highly risk, risky thing to do. But we really believed. Uh, we had a shared vision. Mm-hmm. And my husband believes in me as mm-hmm. cheesemaker and mm-hmm. as the, the you know the director of everything at Bleeding Heart, mm-hmm. and um, so he you know we had it was a joint decision you mm-hmm. know because I I didn't have enough money on my own he had to put in a lot of money too mm-hmm. and um, so I I can never thank him enough for believing in me enough mm-hmm. to do that and. Um, 
it, we, you know that cliche that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? I can tell you that absolutely 100% applied in our case. We thought we were doing a good job before, and I still believe that I think we were probably doing a little bit better than a lot of people do, but you can never be too careful. And so we learned a lot um, a, a lot more about the extra precautions you need to take in the realm of food safety. Right. And uh, we implemented those changes. We spent the, you know that first year back in production in 2015 kind of living in fear every day. We were mm-hmm. all traumatized by it. Yeah. And... Um, you had post-traumatic stress disorder, oh, absolutely. all of you, probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was having panic attacks yeah, every day yeah, for yeah. Um, the, the month after the recall. Yeah. Um, and um, I didn't know if I could pick my. At first, I didn't know if I could pick myself back up and, mm-hmm. and keep you know going mm-hmm. forward because my team you know looks to me. I'm, right. I'm the the captain of this cheese ship, right? <laughs> and so if I can't stop shaking and crying, how can I? How, how can, can I lead? get people pumped right. up to you know? Okay, you guys, come on, it's time to make right. some more cheese. But I did. Right. I did. Well, you tell them it's up. okay to shake and cry, but then we got to get to work. Yeah. Yeah. So I I did um, you know pick myself back up and mm-hmm. and you know regain composure and um had to you know give myself a lot of pep talks but i ha- had to keep telling myself you can you can do this you mm-hmm. got this and uh, mm-hmm. and so and we did. it's such a great cure for the what ails you to succeed i mean yes. to make this. the cheese again and to succeed and now this is like yes. icing on the cake this is this is for us the ultimate redemption. Yes. So yes. Uh, I know we didn't come in first, right. but it, it, it doesn't matter. Just <laughs> right, to even right, be right, in the best right. of show right. uh, slate is right. It's is amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I coincidentally went to the Listeria workshop mm-hmm. and didn't know what I was going to find there, but it was two scientists and Shauna talking about her real-life uh, Listeria problem, mm-hmm. and it was so honest and open and helpful and scary that that where listeria hides mm-hmm. i did not know uh, like all those things that you mentioned well i'm glad that you learned something yeah, because that yeah. was my goal um, oh, and scary it, it's somewhat cathartic for me to actually get to get up and talk about that yeah, um, and yeah. so i thought if i could try to find any shred of something positive out of this, this to help crisis, other people yeah is if i can take what we learned from our experience and share it with others so that they don't have to go through what we went through mm-hmm. um then it, it makes it okay for me to talk about it and again it is hard. It's always hard. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It is hard to get yeah. up there and, and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time I do it, it gets a little bit easier because mm-hmm. then I get to talk to people who tell me that they learned something from right. me sharing. Right. And I really, you know, we all love to talk about how, you know, when we win awards or right. if we get a new account and how mm-hmm. much cheese we're selling. But it's not very often that cheesemakers talk so openly about their problems and their struggles. Mm-hmm. And I really feel that that's an important part of being in this community mm-hmm. because we all have problems and mm-hmm. we all have struggles, mm-hmm. but we don't like to talk about it. We feel embarrassed or shameful. Right. And so I hope that by me right. getting up and talking about our problems might encourage other people to do the same. Uh, or so, do a better swab for listeria. <laughs> well, that too. That's essential. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I didn't know it could live so long. I didn't oh, yeah. know it, where it was hiding. Uh, yeah, the scientists really scare you too. Yeah, they're amazing. I, yeah. I handpicked those guys because okay. they're so smart and so knowledgeable. Um, Dr. Dennis D'Amico and Dr. Martin Weedman, uh-huh. they are amazing resources. They were both great. But okay. I, th- I felt like I needed to tell my story to bring all that technical information yes, home. Yes, it really underlined it. It yes. was like starting to fall asleep with the science and then boom. You, you come on the stage and, like, wake everyone up. Well, thank you. I, that, I'm glad I was able to wake you up. Anyway, well, thank you very much to 
for talking to me, and I want to congratulate you again. It's been delightful to meet you. And Thank you. This is Diane Stemple, Cutting the Curd, from Des Moines. Thank you very much to everyone who has supported us since we started Bleating Heart. I really appreciate it. Great. Hi, this is Diane Stemple from the American Cheese Society <laughs> meeting in Des Moines. I am sitting with Jeff Jurek from Caves of Fairbo. And he won third place. There was a tie for Jeff's Select Gouda. So congratulations. Thank you very much. It's uh, been the last 24 hours. I've just been kind of walking on air. It's a pretty big honor. I can imagine. Have you won before? Well, we've won ribbons before, which are Best in category. Yes. Right. And, uh, but this is the first time that we've been placed in Best of Show. Excellent. Excellent. So, so. you're... To to our listeners who haven't uh, been to the judging competition, it really is a supreme honor to be in the best of show category because that means you're the, well, one of the top cheeses in America this year out of 1,800 cheeses. Exactly. So it's it's it means something. It's Exactly. And the, and the format of the judging, you know, the ACS judging is unique in that we have a technical judge and an aesthetic judge. So mm-hmm. it is, it's... It's quite a fun competition. Mm-hmm. It covers all bases. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So as you're sitting down at the awards ceremony, <laughs> yes. Uh, before you have any information, you don't know how you've done. What are you thinking and feeling? Are you hoping to win? Are you? Okay. So this is my 14th conference, and you know when it first came in 2002. And what's going through your mind is you're hoping like heck that everything arrived in good condition. Mm-hmm. And you're hoping that it, it, it showed well. Because as a beginning cheesemaker, that kind of recognition is kind of a, it really helps you with getting sales at retail and mm-hmm. establishing credibility. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the winners said today when she was being interviewed, she said, you know, I finally feel like I know what I'm talking about as a cheesemaker. You know, right, it, it just right. it just it just establishes credibility. You've the acclaim of your peers. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, and there's so there's that, and mm-hmm. most of us um, cheesemakers were a little bit nervous before the contest, and in fact, uh, that's how come over the years we've developed having a uh, bar area available. <laughs> <laughs> For the nerves yeah, just, of the uh, cheesemakers. Just, just get you settled yeah. down a little bit. Because it, it, it does start at 5, so, yes. you know, that's that's time to drink. Well, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and, and beer and cheese goes so good together. Right, right. <laughs> okay, now, did you, how many cheeses did you submit this year? The Caves of Fairbolt submitted about five cheeses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, our mainstays are our blues. Yes, I saw that online. You, you, the Gouda's new? Well, they had the Gouda. We started doing affinage at the caves back about 2006, and uh-huh. it was just, um, it started off mainly as a curiosity because, you know, we always want to keep learning. Right. And then we realized the caves really, the caves of Fairbold have the potential to really unlock potential in great cheeses. Mm-hmm. Um, we think it's because the cave conditions favor um, Nislab, non-stir lactic acid bacteria, mm-hmm. to re-stimulate. The cheeses really come alive. They mm. love the 99% humidity and mm-hmm. 52 degrees. And the other thing is, there's it's crazy, but you know, cave- is it mostly blue in the cave? Yes. So the something about the blue then imparts a cool effect on the goudas. Exactly. Well, or so the other cheeses. As Sister Noelle used to say. 
first yeast, then mold. Mm-hmm. So our caves have, they started out as breweries in 1856. Oh. There for lagering beer. Mm-hmm. So it didn't switch. It became America's first blue plant in 1936. So mm. there's a lot of history there of, of those um, beer fermenting yeasts. Right. And it, they seem to work their magic on goudas. They just, uh-huh. they okay, love them. Okay, cool, cool. So now when you were sitting there, did you think before any awards were giving out, maybe the Gouda will win? Yes, because Jeff, Jeff's... I apologize, I didn't... <laughs> you're always hopeful it'll win because uh-huh. you bring your best stuff. Right. What was fun about Jeff Select is... Um, Isn't it named for you? Well, it's actually named... It's J-E-F-F-S apostrophe. Oh, is and, it more than one Jeff? Yes, it's Jeff Weidman. Um, oh, out oh of cool, Maple right. Leaf. Oh, so you're both it's listed as the original cheesemaker. Cheese oh, that's cool. So I did not notice the where the apostrophe was. Yeah, it's... The judges were calling it Jeffs's. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> to tease you? Oh, just to have fun. Oh. <laughs> we're fun people. We're Minnesotans, eh? Um, no, so that's... Jeff makes it. Jeff's mm-hmm. uh, actually been retired now for about a year and a half, and mm-hmm. uh, we started this back in 2006 mm-hmm. and found that the caves really do get his, his gout is lit up and mm-hmm. made at Maple Leaf mm-hmm. in um, Wisconsin in Twin Grove. And we bring them to the caves uh, after they've been aged about a year, and we light them up. Okay, okay. Have you talked to him? Is he here? Oh, yes, he's here. Oh, great, great. Did he come oh, up I'm with you? I'm sorry, he left. Oh. He left uh, about uh, noon. Oh, okay, okay. So he won't be at the festival to no. enjoy his accomplishment? Nope. Okay, cool, cool. So, okay, so you're sitting there. Um, did you get any other firsts? Not this year. Okay. So you knew your only chance was was that but, cheese. Right. And what was the drama at this year's contest was pretty high. Yeah. Because it was the first time that four cheeses in a, one, in a single class got a first place. He said, you yes. Thought that was with four cheeses with perfect scores. So many of us in the crowd were like, okay. Oh, gosh. It, you know, right, it was class right, B, right. E or something. So it was... Way early, and we're like, right. oh, okay, well, there's your best to show. It's going to be those four. Right, right, right. Or one of them. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, but probably a lot of cheeses get 100. You just don't know till you get your paper back. Correct. Uh, it just was unusual for four in one category to have 100. Yes. But I have talked to several of the uh, cheesemakers, and we all had the same reaction. On oh, okay. So you thought, like, oh, too much competition. Yep. Now this is this is tough. Might as well just go to the bar now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, how long have you been making this cheese? 2006, did you say? Yes. Jeff's mm-hmm. been making Gouda since 1981. And it's been in the competition? I don't know how long he added oh, in the okay. competition. Mm-hmm. We started entering it at uh, about 2012. Okay. Had some issues at first because on Jeff Select, we um, actually color the rind a little bit mm-hmm. to help highlight the rough characteristics of the rind. Mm-hmm. And uh, because ACS is so technical, there was some concern whether that was an additional ingredient or not. Oh, because what is the coloring? Well, it's a natto. It's the same as oh, what we okay. use in okay. all of cheese. Oh, right. Okay. So it took huh. a while to figure out those technicalities. Okay, where it belonged or... Right. Okay. Okay. Well, congratulations. It's great to talk to you, and uh, I'll see you at the festival tonight. 
Well, thank you, and thank your listeners for supporting American Cheese. We really appreciate it. We love it. Okay, great. This is Diane Stemple from Cutting the Curd. I'm at ACS interviewing Chris Rowley, though I call him Rowelli because it's spelled R-O-E-L-L-I, but some of you probably know how to say it right. And uh, he won Best in Show for Little Mountain from his cheese company. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You must be pinching yourself still. We're uh, we're still on cloud nine here, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, my listeners mostly know what best in show means, so I don't have to go into it. But yesterday, as you sat down at the award ceremony, what, when you had no info, what were you thinking? Were there particular cheeses you had hopes for? You know, I had I had two cheeses entered. Only two. Uh, our Dunbarton Blue okay. and the Little Mountain. I know Dunbarton Blue yeah. more than Little Mountain. Yeah, Little Mountain's one of our newer ones. It's a couple year, couple, almost three years old now, okay. but uh, we don't make very much of it. Okay. But kind of long story short, I honestly told some people yesterday that I wasn't feeling it. Oh, and, you weren't and feeling I had, it. I had no, no expectations because the bar is so high mm-hmm. at this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm confident in in our abilities as a cheesemaker, but, um, you know, I just wasn't... You were not expecting much. I wasn't in the groove, no. Were you in the back? We were kind of sitting with the Wisconsin delegate uh, about halfway back. Okay, okay. So the particular cheeses you selected hadn't wowed you, or you just... No, are I they mean, fairly consistent? You know, they're they're very consistent, uh, as consistent as artisan cheese can be. Right. But it was more of just a personal gut feeling. Okay. You know, it was okay. just kind of one of them days <laughs> that just you know you weren't. I just wasn't. Right. Uh, uh, so when they called our name. Now, first you win best in the category. So was that a surprise? Uh, yes, because it's one of the toughest categories in the whole competition. Which category is it? It's the. Uh, Open class cow's milk wash rind. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. That's it's a, a tough very one. tough one. Well, you got cheeses like Tarantase and Pleasant Ridge Reserve oh. and Grand Cru. Previous winners, many previous winners. Yes. Wow, so, so that's was, a good category. It's, a, it's an extremely difficult category to do well with. So. <laughs> okay, so then you win the first, and then are you th- then do you get optimistic? Then does your. The nerves kicked in at that point, uh-huh. but. You know, earlier in the show, they were talking about some 100-point cheeses. And, and right, you know, it just kind of... Right, right. I heard that made everyone's hopes it, die. It kind of deflated a little bit. But, you know, <laughs> it was uh, it wasn't, it was 100% a surprise. Oh, cool. 100% a surprise. Oh, cool. That makes it even better. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, if you were giving an Oscar thank you speech at the awards, who would you thank? Uh, first and foremost, I would thank my wife, mm-hmm. uh, Christine, and uh, then is she here? Yes, she is. Oh, she got, wonderful! She was here with me for it, so it's pretty. Did awesome. She always come, or did she come because no, you're close? No, no, she does not always come to these things. So this was a big deal, oh. and uh, you know, it was. Somebody's asking me. I'm I'm thanking my family, uh-huh. and then everybody who's ever given us advice. Everybody who's ever taken a chance on us and everybody who's ever invested in us and everybody who's ever told me, you know, this could be done better. You know, those are the people that I'm so thankful for. Cool. 
So you like help. You you like advice and help. I'll take advice and help all the time. You know, I, going through the Master Cheesemakers program at the Center for Dairy Research in Madison has made me a much better cheesemaker. When did you go through that? Uh, two years ago now. Oh. oh I just hit a button. I hope that didn't mess things up. Yeah. Okay, um, well, that's cool. Now, what effect will this have on your business? Um, Do you have enough of this stuff to sell? I've got some. I don't have enough, as I'm told. Uh, <laughs> they're telling me that it's a pretty big bump, but it's, uh, it's unprecedented. Our cheese is coming in different stages. I have uh, X amount of wheels in right, certain right. different stages of production. How long does this cheese usually take to age? Anywhere from eight up to four cheese we're gonna go home go right back to work is it all year it, it's made all year no generally towards the autumn mm-hmm. uh late summer milk so i'll make uh i'll make for a period of months late summer into autumn mm-hmm. okay and you said this is a fairly new cheese yes uh not quite even three years old yet. Okay, and what is it? I don't, I don't know this cheese. What does it taste like? What it, is it? Is it a mountain cheese? It is an Alpage Mountain style cheese, uh, made in the in the tradition of an Appenzell or Swiss style. Okay, okay. I look forward to tasting it tonight. I hope there's enough at the festival. I hope so too. I'm pretty sure that it's a good size wheel. There oh, good, good. So congratulations again. Uh, best in show. Amazing accomplishment. Thanks Thanks for being on. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.